0: Now arriving downtown Santa Monica station. I'm Adam Lesser.
1: And I'm Joshua Townsend Zellner.
0: Welcome to Notes on Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process and storytelling. Oh my. Oh yes. Oh yes. I've been going
1: really deep into social media. <laughs> what an oxymoron. Oh, that was funny, Adam. Josh deep like, social media. Right. That is that could be funny. Could be fun. Um, it really depends upon how we use. You know, I, I you know I have the point of view that social media is neutral. It's neither positive nor negative. It depends upon how you use it. And we talked about that before, how, like, I will watch a lot of videos, but those videos are um, Dr. Joe or um, Dr. Sam Byrne or um The word Gary that's v. coming to mind
0: is apologist. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, Josh is a social media apologist.
1: Oh, oh, I see.
0: Uh-huh. Wow. So those platforms were certainly not designed to be neutral. Yes. I I can see that and understand that. Yes. They were designed to be addictive.
1: Yes. And I can see, feel
0: that aspect to them. Yes. But I understand, you know, you can turn on YouTube and watch violent videos. Or you can feel inspired. And Josh chooses inspiration, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm working uh, on developing uh, you know, uh, mindset and uh, point of view. And so, what I'm coming to understand is is this thing which is in, in Los Angeles people always say, oh, it's really hard to get a meeting. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's hard to get a casting call. It's hard to get a meeting with a, a producer. It's hard to get right whatever yeah um and what i'm going to say is is that a part of that i'm not saying it's not true what i am saying is is that have you had a meeting with yourself Whoa! Yeah. Have you met, have you met yourself? Are you showing up in the fullest way? Do you have resistance? Do you, are you going in with what the old, the old saying is hand and hat? Are you going in there like asking for something or are you having a point of view, point of view, a thought and a feeling Mm -hmm. about this is the most amazing piece of work. I've, I've torn it inside it out. It's bulletproof. It's impeccable. I've had stage readings, blah, blah, blah. I've done everything I could possibly do to get it to this point and now I can't wait to share it with this person they're going to be so happy to receive it but not not in a poser way if you know what I mean
0: well say more about a poser way
1: well a poser would would, would just assume that position you know kind of like fake it till you make it and not really do the the depth work
0: I see what you're saying you're like what's the authentic uh, connection to the work uh, the indicator that you've fully thought through what you're pitching and what you're offering mm-hmm. and that you really believe in it from someplace inside you.
1: And and at the same time have done the work.
0: By you, work you mean like you've worked out the story, you really thought through it, or you've really prepared for that audition, or you've you've, you've actually gone to some place of meaning. You've taken it to the mat, you've
1: really tried it out, you've, uh, I'm going to use table read or, 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 you know, some sort of sort sort of minor production that doesn't cost a lot of money, but you've had people come in and listen to it so that it's been vetted. Let's put it that way. It's been vetted upside. You've done some development. Yes. You're not waiting for someone else. Oh, well, this is just a, this is just an outline. And then when, when we go before the cameras, then I'm like, what are you doing? The least expensive, the least expensive part of this whole process is the writer and the writer and the actor. Yeah. When you make a mistake as a writer, it costs nothing other than a slice of paper when you print it out to, to do a rewrite.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's why studios and networks acquire a number of written material and you know scripts and make a far smaller percentage because the cost to them is production and really... They call pna prints and advertising.
1: Oh, I love it when you talk like
0: that. Uh, that's the real cost of them. Yeah. the yeah, the writer's a rounding error. Yeah. And I I see your point that uh you should put in work where work is cheap and will have the largest impact. And that's at the development stage of determining what the story is. And there there are analogies analogies to other art forms where there's a less expensive part but I think what you're saying is like have you taken what you're doing and put it out in front of other people Mm -hmm. and gotten some feedback from people you trust and and so you go into a meeting strong like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. with something that you feel is a little bit polished and then whether someone likes it or not is less important than the way you enter that meeting
1: right it's not all writing on that one meeting it's too much pressure and then i'm gonna throw a curveball and at the same time you go in without agenda
0: yeah i agree i think that's actually the hidden ingredient beyond what josh has already said which is that it's like any interaction with anyone else as soon as you want something from the other person uh, the flavor and the tone changes
1: what was i telling you about my date (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> exactly. Dating's a perfect analogy. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Because like people go on dates wanting things. Yeah. Agenda. Having an agenda. Yeah. And uh, it's never helpful. Mm. And it's not conducive to a outcome that's going to help both parties, which is really what it's about. Yeah. So when you go into a creative meeting with like, look, I have this really interesting, compelling idea for a project. I've done the work on it. I want to share it with you. Mm -hmm. Here's why it's going to be great and meaningful, but not in like a boasty way, but in a way that indicates you've really thought it through and the value of it. Yeah. You're really just offering to share something and you truly believe in the project. So whether the other person says yes or no is really not so important to you.
1: Right. Right. Healthy place to be.
0: Mm -hmm. That's a much healthier place to be. The other part will just drive you slowly crazy and eventually make you want to leave. Yeah which is usually what happens when people get myopically obsessed, whether they've quote unquote made it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that is just like a, you know, we only get one life. You don't want to spend so much of it miserable about whether someone else got a vote on whether you achieve, because the other thing I want to say about meetings is mm. there are other types of meetings where you're not just meeting with a gatekeeper, right? Where you're taking a meeting with like someone who reaches out to you cause they want, to talk to you, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and vice versa, you know,
1: like, like I did with that guy, Nick on social media, you know, I, I felt like we were, um, compadres. And so I just said, Hey, let's meet up. Right. So, and it's a great, it's a great thing just to practice. Not the, I mean, I, I authentically wanted to meet with Nick and he's an amazing guy. You can check him out on Instagram, but, um, I wanted to just connect with another person who was like-minded, like spirited, yeah. you know, energetic
0: thing. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, The thing I would say is it's really helpful to be as interested and concerned with the other person's creative dreams, Mm. their passion uh, as your own. Mm -hmm. Because I've also been in meetings where the other person doesn't know the answer to that question. Hmm. I'll be like, so like, what's like the dream? Like, what are you really passionate about? What do you want to do? And they don't sometimes know, which is interesting to me, which is totally fine. But then it's like you can uh, sometimes they might get to a new place that's interesting to you when you talk them through it and ask them, well, what are your skills and what are you interested in and what lights you up? Mm -hmm. They then have a whole new series of ideas Mm -hmm. and things can open up to a collaboration. You know, they may figure out they ultimately want to do something that then you may not be right for, but you know, someone else who's right for, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's an attitude of openness, which I think is helpful.
1: Yeah. Really important. And, uh, you know, I've never seen expectations, you know, be helpful. In any kind of long-term relationship in terms of you know um, expectations that rise to like the level of demand (laughs) and you know it just doesn't feel good to be in that um in that relationship in that communication cycle you know because it's what you're really doing is you're building relationship and you can't have an authentic relationship if you're if it's lopsided if one if you give all the power to one person
0: for sure
1: i mean it can be flow there can be flow yeah
0: (gasps) i want to Oh, my Josh God.
1: Oh, my God. I saw an interview that was insane. A Hollywood A-list director. I'm not going to say who it is because I'm not going to put that forward. But And it's on the internet. It's not like I'm pri- privy to uh-huh. it. But, but the guy asked him a question. The, the Hollywood A-list director didn't want to answer it. And they went back and forth. And you, they caught it on tape. And it was like a Hollywood A-list director making millions of millions of dollars is sitting there telling some interview guy, you are not my... My owner, I am not your slave. I don't have to dance to your tune. And I'm like, oh my god How did this degenerate into that? It
0: went bad in a hurry.
1: Yeah And here's a guy with all the power and all the wealth and you know what I mean all yeah. the creative expression and he's 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 that reactionary
0: He obviously pushed a button
1: Yeah, and
0: maybe I wonder maybe he has less power than we think in terms of being told what to do Maybe who knows? I want to say one other thing about this whole question of meetings, which yeah. is that the other, I think, sticking point for some people is that they just don't do meetings. Tell me more about that, Adam. Uh, they just don't reach out. They just It's just not part of their professional life. And I don't want to tell you how to live your life if you're comfortable in your job and you're kind of like there. I think that's okay, but I just kind of feel like to view it as an opportunity to expand your horizon and to talk to people, I think is helpful. And if you are trying to get, you know, make some progress in your career and expand your capacity for collaboration, sitting in your room and never ever meeting with people is not helpful.
1: Yeah.
0: That's not gonna get, it's just not a great idea. And if you have those blocks, like, you know, just look at, like the blocks I hear a lot are like, well, I have nothing to pitch to that person or um, I, don't know what I would even do in that meeting. You know, I, I think that's goes to how you set it up. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are people who expect you to walk in and pitch, right, like mm-hmm. producers, mm-hmm. network executives, they don't usually wanna just chat with you. <laughs> they have mm-hmm. time, they don't mm-hmm. have a ton of time. Right. But, you know, talking to a fellow writer, talking to someone who's a friend of a friend who's someone did something that you really liked, you mm-hmm. know, that's sort of different. And so, you know, calibrating what the meeting is, but also don't just hide. Don't just hide.
1: Every opportunity that has ever come into anyone's um, space comes through another human being. That's true. And so I, I really appreciate what you just said about, you know, I don't want to tell our listeners what to do, but you know what? I will. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, <laughs> I'm telling you what to do. And I don't normally do that, do I? Um, if you are a creative and you want to put your work forward into the world, the only the only avenue you have is through human beings. Sure, you have transport devices like like internet connections and whatnot, but all that connects to a human being. And so if that's your skill set that's a little underdeveloped, then get on it.
0: Yeah, and there's no replacement for human-to-human human contact. Yeah. Like, we get so reliant on texting and yeah. messaging and email and... It's just a totally different experience when someone knows who you are and they can feel your presence and they kind of get a sense of that. It's just a really different experience.
1: It's like that film director that I just shared about, he went off, he, he lost his center, you know? He got into a reactionary space and he's also known to be a little bit of an introvert as, as a character, mm. you know? And so it's like, well, he needs to do more people time, you know, so he can, <laughs> so he can navigate those waters and not be so reactionary because I, I don't feel like he would really want to have that Mm, exchange with someone yeah yeah he wouldn't he wouldn't yeah so and then the other thing is is taking meetings and (laughs) i mean it is an la thing hey i'm gonna go take a meeting but use every opportunity as a meeting the 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 person at the checkout stand uh the person who's serving you uh, you know ice cream you know kippy's ice cream you know the non-dairy place and you know everyone's you know use those as opportunities to 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 improve your skill sets
0: If you have a really hard time talking to people Mm -hmm. we've kind of ventured off meetings towards like how to improve your social skills in society
1: well they're not they're not i know that they're they're not not totally different different, but if
0: it's super frightening for you to take a meeting with someone if you have social anxiety talking to people in public is helpful it's just kind of funny because i i I will occasionally talk to people in public Uh uh-huh and and i also you know i had a career as a journalist so I, i was. Paid to talk to strangers for a period of my life. There's a name for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 1-800. Okay, that's true. Uh, yeah. Could do. Uh-huh. Chat line. Yeah. Um, but my sister spent a lot of time in Europe where there are, I would say there are different rules around chatting to strangers.
1: Oh, you've, you've piqued my interest. Please tell me. Um, Because I just went to Europe and I chatted up everybody in every store. And, you know, sometimes it took longer than other times, but it was always fun for me. I don't know if it was fun for them.
0: I I don't want to say that they're close to it. And when I say they were, you know, Europe is (laughs) is very general. (laughs) The social rules in Spain are different from Germany or different from England. Sure. Uh, My sister lived in Switzerland for seven years. Uh, I would say this. I think it is a very American thing to just chat up your waitress, to chat up the person behind the counter at the bank like that <laughs> is feel very American. I have no problem with it. I think it's nice. Uh-huh. Uh I I like that flexibility. Keep in mind that most European cultures are descended from monarchical systems in which class was a major issue mm-hmm. and you didn't speak to people out of your class. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different there, but my sister, who is uh, lovely, she she likes to keep to herself a lot in public. Hmm. And so sometimes if we're out, I'll start chatting with someone and drives her crazy.
1: Uh, how fun.
0: <laughs> That's all right, though. Yeah. Uh, so, our takeaways from this one, Adam? Our takeaways is go eat more ice cream and chat to the server. <laughs> no, the, t- the takeaways are. Experiment with, just send one email to one person who's interesting to you and see if they want to grab coffee Mm -hmm. and go into that meeting really curious about them and yourself and what could come of it and open to collaboration and just move forward with an understanding that we're all connected and your creativity and getting your creative work in the world um, is connected to your ability to connect with other people. And
1: drop agenda, drop expecta—you know serious expectations, look for the opportunity, look for the way that you can be of service as well, so it's a collaboration, it's a truly energetic flow where there's, there's no hierarchy. And remember, one guy told me, he was a well-known producer, he said, he goes, scripts come and go, but the writer, that's what I'm interested in. I'm interested in the writer, not necessarily that particular script, so... And it's the same thing with actors, too. It's not like, oh, great, great acting. You know, maybe not this project, but I really want to work with you. That's, that's what you want because that's relationship.
0: When you show up to a meeting and you show someone that you're really committed to your, the craft, that you have an interesting point of view, that you're thinking deeply about all of your creative work, mm-hmm. people remember that. Mm-hmm. People remember passion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so show up in that way and you're golden. This has been notes on your notes. You can go to Facebook and Instagram and like us to get all of the updates about future episodes. Also, we'd love a rating on the Apple Podcasts, iTunes store. Always helpful for our show. Uh, The sound on this show is courtesy of Kevin McLeod. And before I sign off, just a reminder, October 20th, 6 p.m., downtown Los Angeles, the second anniversary party, our 100th episode, but also a night of storytelling and entertainment and food and networking. Uh, dm joshua on facebook or instagram for the location details it's always fun every time we do these there's just like a really cool mix of people that come out so don't forget about that and the editing on the show is courtesy of me we will talk to you next week